All right, convince me. Are you enjoying getting wisdom? All right, becoming wise. Praise God. All right, well, let's get right into the Word of God. This is week four of the series entitled Get Wisdom. Matter of fact, it's the conclusion of the series. So next week we'll be starting a new series entitled It Is Finished. Pastor Byrne and I will be tag-teaming in that particular series. So come expecting to receive great things from the Lord. So as God continues to desire to download his wisdom into our hearts, into our lives, I'm convinced in my heart, even though I don't feel it all the time, I'd love to experience it on a more consistent basis. And what I uh, do is that God always wants us to know what his will is and what the next steps are and what the right decision is to make in any, at any given time in any situation or circumstance. That's God's will for us. And I believe we can grow to a place of maturity in hearing from God and allowing him to download his wisdom to us. So let's just keep our hearts open and receptive and responsive to what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us today concerning the, the wisdom from heaven manifested here on the earth in our lives as, as we continue to pursue him. So I'd like to begin today again by reading from Proverbs chapter 1. I'll begin at verse 1, read the first uh, seven verses. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, says, To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain or acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the unifying theme of Proverbs is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning or the principal part of knowledge. And when we press into getting the knowledge from God, receiving wisdom from God, it will always teach us to order our values, which leads to a character, which leads to a wholeness, which leads to a, a satisfaction in our lives. God's wisdom is always available in warning us of the pitfalls along the way of life and also declares the foolishness of not developing our reverence for the Lord and, and, and not pursuing wisdom. We are instructed to get wisdom, for wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, let's get it. Amen? Are you ready for some more downloading this morning? All right, let's get right into what the message is for us today. I'm going to be sharing from uh, Proverbs most of the morning. And we're also going to be giving you some verses. The next several verses are going to be from the Message Bible. We'll have those up on the screen for you. But the first one is from uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8, from the Message Translation. You may be uh, familiar with this verse, but you may not be familiar with it from the, the Message Translation. So in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, trust from, trust from the bottom of your heart. Don't try. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything. And say everything. Listen for God's voice in everything. You know, developing a presence-based 
listening in everything. What are you saying, Lord? Now, this is my opinion. This may be your opinion. This is what I'm thinking. This is what you're thinking. But what's the Lord? What, what's his wisdom in everything that we do? Big stuff and little stuff and everything in between. We have a tendency to cover all the small stuff ourselves. When it comes to big things, then we want to cry out to God and then get frustrated that we're not sure we can discern what he's saying. Well, perhaps we should practice more on, begin by developing that trust and confidence in the small things. Again, I digress, so let's keep reading. <laughs> all right. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run to God and run from evil. Verse 8, your body, as a result of this, your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. That in itself is worthwhile getting wisdom, is it not? Amen. Just to have our bodies experiencing uh, uh, healing and uh, the grace of God all over our lives in that. But uh, just, uh, again, pay close attention to wisdom. Listen very closely. In chapter 5, I'll begin reading at verse 7. Again, from the message translation. So, my friend, listen closely. Listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. You don't want to squander your wonderful life to waste your precious life among the hard-hearted. Why should you allow strangers to take advantage of you? Why be exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones. <laughs> Saying, oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. That's a picture of what it's like when we are in resistance and in rebellion to the voice of the Holy Spirit, in resistance to God's leadership, in resistance to God's wisdom wanting to be downloaded to us. As our, our life is ruined. The good news is, is we have a God of mercy. Everyone say, a God of mercy and a God of grace. And if you're in a season of life where you might be saying, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's, that's calling me out right now. Why didn't I listen? You know, I'm, 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 I have nothing to show for my life or I'm not anywhere close to where I thought I would be. The good news is, is the psalmist declared in Psalm 103 that the Lord our God, he saves us of all our iniquities, he heals us of every disease, and he redeems our life from destruction. So we have a God that can deliver us and redeem us. But when I see delivers us and redeems us, we want to say, okay, now from this point on, I'm going to, I'm going to have an open ear and I'm going to have a receptive heart to your wisdom. And so that's where we want to get to. We want to grow into that. So Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 5. It said, listen you idiots. Now, that's not talking to anyone here. You're here. You're listening, all right? 
that's talking to your friend that said they'd come with you today and they decided not to. So you, you make sure they hear this. <laughs> Listen, you idiots. Learn good sense, you blockheads. Shape up. Don't miss a word of this. I'm telling you how to live well. I'm telling you how to live at your best. Wisdom's calling. Wisdom is calling, and wisdom wants us to listen up. And chapter 8 here says it's the voice of wisdom calling out. Chapter 7 is talking about the, 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 the idea of the warning against the adulterous woman, how the young man was led astray by her. And so the idea here is this now, warning of wisdom. Listen. Listen to the voice of wisdom, and, and don't be deceived by anything that the world has to offer that's not from God. In, in, uh, towards the end of chapter 8, verse 32, 33, and 34, it says, So my dear friends, listen carefully. Those who embrace these, my ways, are most blessed. Embracing God's ways are most blessed. Mark a life of discipline and live wisely. Don't squander your precious life. Bless the man and bless the woman who does what? Bless the man and bless the woman who does what? Listens. Listens to me. Awake and ready for me each morning. Alert and responsive as I start my day's work. When you find me, you find life. Real life to say nothing of God's pleasure. So the, the idea here the, 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 is to be listening. Listening and even more listening. One more from uh, Proverbs 19 in, in the New Living Translation. I love reading Proverbs from this particular translation. Proverbs 19 and 20. Matter of fact, that's not from the Living Bible. I want to share this one with you from the New King James. Proverbs 9, you have it up there. Okay. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Listen to counsel and receive. Listen to counsel and receive instruction. Next verse, 27. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Cease listening to instruction and you will stray from, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastics and the poetry work. Solomon, we learned early on that, that Solomon, David's son, when he became king, one of, he had an encounter with God in a dream and he asked God for wisdom to be able to lead this multitude of people that all of a sudden he found himself in, uh, responsible for and he, he probably had very little experience and all of a sudden he's king and he cries out to God for wisdom. And God was so pleased with his heart that he, he asked for wisdom rather than riches on the one hand or long life on the other hand, that he asked for wisdom. The God said, I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm also going to give you long life and I'm going to give you the riches. I'm going, to have, I'm going to give you all the fruit that comes out of wisdom. I'm going to download that to you as well because you asked for wisdom. And the scriptures proclaim that Solomon was the wisest man in the East, and, and kings and queens came from far and wide to acquire of, of Solomon's wisdom and just to interview him and just intrigued by his wealth of knowledge and, and, and wealth of resources, just completely amazed. So they came from far and wide to receive from him. Just a great, great man of wisdom. But somewhere 
Solomon, can you pull that verse back up again, 1927? Somewhere, Solomon ceased listening to instruction because the, the, the instruction to Solomon was that, that, they are not, that he and others, they were not to marry the foreign women. However, the culture of that day, I want to say the culture of that day, in the culture of that day, it was very common practice for, them, uh, for a king or a leader to marry a, a, a woman from a neighboring, uh, take a wife from a neighboring country, even an enemy country, because that would bring reconciliation. That would bring them into a sense of covenant relationship with one another. So whether Solomon stopped listening to instruction because the riches and the resources finally got, uh, ended up getting the better of him, was it pride? We don't know for sure. It could have been fear. It could have been fear because he has all these resources and all these wisdom and people are just drawing on him and they're drawing on him and drawing. He was afraid someone would take advantage of him. Whatever the reason may have been, but somewhere he ceased listening to the voice of the Spirit. So just because you are, you are where you are doesn't mean you're going to stay where you are if you cease listening. Don't ever take the attitude of, I know the scriptures. I know the word of God. I've been in church. I've been saved since I'm a child. I don't need to continue that. I don't need to continue to stay involved in the ministry. And uh, There's nothing else for me to learn. I, I, I did read the Bible. Or I did hear that message. I did hear that series. Trust me, I, I know what I'm talking about because I wrestle with the same thing. Oh, another book on whatever topic or another series on this topic. And, well, you know, I heard that before. How many times can you hear it? You know, being pastoring now for almost 40 years, I wrestled with it. was saying, well, gee, I, I really can't teach that again. I've taught that so many times. And the people that have been with me uh, for many years are going to think, well, he's not studying. He's not, you know, he's just whipping out old messages or something like that. And, and the Holy Spirit says, no, uh, you need to hear it. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. So we're going to continue to pound it in. Remember the word wisdom means to pound it in. One of the words translated for wisdom means to pound it in. So we're going to continue to pound it in and, and guard your heart. Don't ever allow yourself to think, I, I got this. I'm mature enough. I won't be tempted. I, I, I won't go off the, the, the right path. Uh, God is leading and directing my path. That's wonderful. But don't just assume you're always going to make the right choice. And don't just always, don't assume that you're always going to be okay. If you don't keep drawing close to God and say, God, Speak to me. Give me your wisdom for today, this moment, everywhere I go and everything I do, your wisdom. And I heard all the people say and shout a great big amen. 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 So stay tuned to the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned to the voice of God. Continue to listen, to listen. The primary theme of wisdom, the, the voice of wisdom, the vo uh, wisdom speaking. Uh, Solomon wrote that, you know, he, he gives it and, and he lays it out in many of many of us, almost like a parable or short stories. But it's the primary theme when wisdom is speaking is listen to me. And how many times as parents, when our children are little and we're training them up, and how, how, how many of your instructions begin with, Listen to me. Listen. Shh, shh. Listen. And, you know, they're all excited. Or they're upset. And they're not really in a posture of listening. The first thing we do before we try to get, give them instruction is to go, listen. 
You need to listen. Listen, here, I, I, I'm telling you, this will resolve the, whatever it is that you're experiencing. This is the direction that you need to take. But as parents, we've done it over and over again. Listen to me. Listen. Listen up. And so we want to have that same attitude as God is speaking to us because we are his children, no matter how old we become. We are the children of the Lord. And by the way, one of the things we do well to remember when we're reading Proverbs as, as, as we continue to grow older in years is to, when it says my son, don't just assume when that's talking to my son, my son, it's talking my son. I'm, I'm God's son. It's speaking to me. It's speaking to me. It's not just speaking to the next generation, the younger generation. Like, I got this. So the next generation, listen up. You listen up. Don't be deceived. Don't be fooled. What's well, talking to me also. Don't be deceived and don't be fooled. And so I remember a time when I was, I was intrigued by how people that were older than me and mature in, in the Lord and walking with God, I, I've been, it was hurtful and disappointing and a little disillusioned as to how could they go off the rails? How could they go off the, the path of God in their lives at, at, at that season in life? And then, you know, seeing it here, well, Solomon did, and he was considered the wisest person until Jesus was manifested in the flesh. And we are one wiser than Solomon. It was Jesus, and Jesus has been made wisdom unto us that so we have the resources of wisdom that Solomon prayed for. That's been manifested to us in the person of Jesus, so we have all that. But the, the key is, is stay tuned to it and keep paying attention to it and don't close your ear to thinking, okay, I got it, I got it, I got the rest of this on my own. Just think about it. If you had all the wealth that Solomon had, would you still trust God? I heard a preacher one time ask the question, rhetorical question, how much money is too much money? How much riches is too much riches? And the answer is, whatever amount causes you to cease trusting in God. For someone, it could be $500. The next person, it may be $500,000 or five million, whatever. But whatever amount would cause you to turn away from following after the instructions and the wisdom of God. Some people say, well, I, I would love to tithe. I would love to give 10% of my income, but I make so much money. That's, that's just such a large amount. Well, I have the perfect wisdom answer to that. We'll just pray for your income to be reduced to a, to a level... <laughs> that you're comfortable giving 10%. Are you comfortable giving a dollar? We can pray for you to earn $10 a week. Or what, what are you comfortable giving? So, you know, it's not that, it, it doesn't have to be that complicated. We can make it very simple. So, listening, purposing to listen. The primary theme of the, the voice of wisdom is be listening to the Holy Spirit directing you. And it ties right in with uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, where we have the parable of the sower. I just want to show that, uh, share that with you this morning from Mark, chapter 4, because the primary theme in Mark, chapter 4, as Jesus is giving the parable of the sower, he actually begins it in, in verse 3 with a listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and then, he, uh, then it ends in verse 9 with he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's when he gives the initial parable of the sower. And then he later, then in verse 13, he picks up again and he explains the parable of the sower. 
Just let me read that from Proverbs chapter 4. I'll begin at 13. And he said, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear. Everyone say, when they hear. So when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time afterward when, tribula afterward, when tribulation, afterward, I'm going to say afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones among thorns. Those who, they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 20. Now, remember, the voice of wisdom, the primary theme is, listen, hear what God is speaking. Hear what he is speaking. But these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear, those who hear the word or those who hear God's wisdom, accept it, receive it, and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So every type of ground here, which is symbolic of our heart, hears the word of God. Every soil heard the word of God. But the good ground, the difference here is that the good ground, they heard the word, they received the word, and they ended up bearing fruit. The other soils didn't do quite as well. Number one says, when, uh, uh, in verse 15, it says, when they hear, Satan comes immediately to take away the word. That's something for you to be aware of as well, but I'm not suggesting that you be demon conscious of, you know, every moment of every day. We need to be a God consciousness, a, a righteousness consciousness. But do be wise to the fact that when, when you receive wisdom from God, when you get a download of God's wisdom, when you have insight from the word of God, when you receive direction from God's word and you take steps of obedience and following after God that the enemy comes after that because he does not like you hearing the voice of the Lord he will come after you he's coming after you for the word's sake or you could even say he's coming after you for wisdom's sake because he knows if he can hinder the word or if he can keep you from God's wisdom he can keep you paralyzed he can keep you from coming into the fullness of what God has in store for you. That's why as when you hear the word, immediately he comes. That's not to put fear in you, but to be wise to know that, well, that, that's an attack of the enemy. And, and, and this is the wisdom of God. And I'm going to keep flowing in God's wisdom. I'm going to keep going in a direction of wisdom. I'm not going to back off because of that uh, whatever it is that the enemy was trying to bring at me. He says he just comes. He comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown. It, it, it can, uh, you can hear it. You can uh, rejoice over it. And next thing you know, it's gone. We have some more examples of that. Verse 16. Likewise, these are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word or when they hear God's wisdom, immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake or for wisdom's, 
revelation. Immediately they stumble. And then uh, 18 says, verse 18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Everyone say cares, cares. deceitfulness of riches and the desire of other things. That happens to all of us. That happens to every person. Jesus said, Jesus said that these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear the word, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. The key to overcoming this, the key to overcoming the, the cares and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire of other things is not to allow them to enter in. It's not that you're not going to experience them, but don't allow them to enter in. You're going to be tempted, but don't allow it to enter in. Say, no, I'm going to go with the wisdom of the Lord. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the word that I heard. I'm going to go with God's wisdom. And then in verse 20, he it brings clarity to it. These are the ones that are sown on good ground. They hear the word, they accept it, they receive it, and they end up bearing fruit. So the key is here is that you, you, as a person of wisdom, as Solomon prayed and asked God for wisdom, so we can be praying on a regular basis and thanking God that Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. We have Jesus. We can go to Jesus. We have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit of God to, to uh, bring the revelation knowledge of God's Word to make it uh, to come alive and, and become powerful in our lives. So uh, the idea in, in verse 20 of the good ground, just a few characteristics of the good ground that we can be conscious of and mindful of is that the good ground receives the Word immediately. In James chapter 1 and verse 19, we're instructed to be swift to hear. We're to be swift to hear. So the good ground receives the word, receives the download of wisdom e immediately and, and then hangs on to it. Uh, number two is that the good ground receives or welcomes the word deeply. And so that it's not withered by the persecution that comes. When Satan comes with persecution to try to cause it to wither, it won't wither because I've received it deeply into my heart, into my heart of hearts. I had a, a pure heart and I received this and I'm going to hang on to it and the enemy is not going to steal it and, and, and cause it not to uh, uh, be fruitful through persecution. And, and thirdly, the good ground or a wise person, a wise heart receives the word exclusively so that other concerns cannot strangle it, will not strangle. That's in verse 20. That's the one I brought out there that you, you accept the word and, and uh, you're not going to allow other things to come in and you're not going to allow other things to enter in and, and to choke the word of God. You're just going to purpose in your heart. You're not going to do it. So there's so much more we could continue on about the wisdom of God. I feel like I just barely started scratching the surface here uh, in the book of Proverbs. I just encourage you to keep reading it over and over again and uh, read it in different translations. It's, it's helpful to do that. It gives, gives, you know, it gives a little bit different perspective or just might enable you to hear something or see something that you didn't see. Uh, but, uh, but by all means, continue to keep your ear open. The primary theme of wisdom's voice is listen. Listen to me. Listen to me.
Me who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. He's the one that causes the scriptures to come alive. He's the one that brings that revelation knowledge. He's the one that's speaking. He's the one that abides within us. Jesus said, it's going to be better for you when I ascend to be seated with God the Father. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to bring to your remembrance things that you need to be remembering. So develop that relationship and, and developing, uh, develop your listening skills and, and, and practice creating a listening environment. You say, well, I'm so busy and it's so noisy. Yeah, but you have the ability to, to you, you have the, the ability to eliminate external distractions. So make some time in the day that I'm going to eliminate all ex external distractions. I'm going to unplug myself from this media world that we live in, media crazed world that we're living in, I'm going to unplug myself and I'm going to just be quiet and just start with a few moments. If you can only handle a few minutes of that or a few moments, but, but build up and develop uh, creating a listening environment by eliminating external distractions. Deve create your own quiet space where I'm going to hear from God. Now I can show you, I can share with you already from personal experience, say, okay, I'm going to do this. And you go someplace, you're going to go for a walk in the woods, or you're going to go in a room that's completely quiet, and all the electronics are off, your phone's not with you, and you're just going to, you're going to be quiet. But the biggest, the biggest challenge is not leaving the room and not having your cell phone with you. Or the biggest challenge isn't going to go find some quiet place. The biggest challenge is between our ears, getting the mind to quiet down. But just keep Practicing. Practice. You'll be sitting there and you say, okay, I'm going to be quiet. God, I just want to hear from you. I'm looking for direction concerning this decision that needs to be made. I'm looking for the right path to take care. And so I'm asking you, Lord God, to speak to me. I want to hear your voice. And you're going to, you're going to say, thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. And then all of a sudden you're going to be thinking about it. All these other different things. No guilt. Don't get frustrated. Don't condemn yourself. Say, no, no, mine, be quiet. I'm sitting here. I'm purposing to, I'm, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to hear from God. Even if you just go through that process a few times and you feel like you still haven't heard from God, at least you sat yourself down. You were unplugged from the world and, uh, and then go about your business, but then do it again and then do it again. And you might even be surprised that when you're out doing the next thing that you're doing, all of a sudden a light comes on and say, oh, that's the solution. That's the direction. That's what God would have me to do. And so don't put God in a box that he has to speak to you, but, but you do practice uh, eliminating external extractions uh, as well as eliminating internal distractions. That's what I shared with you about and working on, on shutting your mind down. And practice that listening with your heart. Listening with the heart. You are of the truth. Jesus said this, that you are of the truth and you hear his voice and you know his voice. Jesus said, we are of the truth and we hear his voice and we know his voice because we are his sheep. So practice it, practice it, and God will reveal himself to you and you can know that he wants the very best for you and it's going to be a good life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much again for being here. I, I just enjoy this particular topic uh, from Proverbs. And like I said, there's so much more we could do with it. But uh, I, I trust that you're going to keep digging into it yourself.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, Father, thank you that you are the Lord our God that saves us of all our iniquities, heals us of all our diseases, and you redeem our life from destruction as well as renewing our youth like the eagle. So we receive all of the above, Father God. We receive our lives being redeemed from destructions of bad choices. How many people could say, I could, re I could receive some of that right now? Bad choices, poor choices, receive, receive God's Mercy, receive his ability to restore and to make new and to restore the years that have been stolen in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for healing of all our diseases. We receive that right now. You need healing in your body. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the, you are the healer. We receive your healing power in our lives right now in Jesus' name, name above every name. And you forgive us of all our iniquities. Father, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord God, that you're the Lord our God who forgives us of our sin and you provide us with new life in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're here this morning and you never received that forgiveness of all your sin through the uh, shed blood of Jesus Christ at Calvary's cross, you are... Uh, not in relationship with God, but you've, you've been interested and you've been sensing God speaking to your heart to surrender your heart to God. We'd love to pray with you. Together, all of us will pray a prayer. We, I call it a prayer unto salvation. You're in here in the sanctuary with us, or you may be watching us online. If you uh, say, I'd, be, I'd like to be involved in that prayer because I'm ready to surrender my life to God. I want to receive complete forgiveness of all my iniquities. We just slip up your hands so we know who we're praying with. Is there anyone in here at all this morning in the sanctuary here or online that you want to be uh, included in this prayer? We'd be happy to pray. I'm not seeing any hands raised at the moment. Is there someone uh, missing anyone? All right, I don't see any hands raised, so we trust that you've done that, so praise God. So continue to believe that, continue to walk in that. You're the righteousness of God. Jesus has been made wisdom unto you. Draw on that wisdom. Draw on his wisdom at all times in Jesus' name. Praise God.